everybody. We are back again. <laughs> they told me I had to get closer to the mic so people can hear me. I sound far away. Now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. So uh we want the people to be engaged, Laura. So yes. give some give some contact info so we can talk about what they yeah, want to talk so about. We sometime. wanted to kind of start out with some housekeeping, which maybe we'll try and mention every time. You know, we're new to this, so we're still kind of working on our flow and the routine of the podcast. But please, if you have suggestions or questions or compliments or critiques, we have set up an email address, which I include in the description of the episode. It is ourbraintrustpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Instagram page, Our Brain Trust. Um, so please follow. And, and our brain trust podcast. Oh yes, sorry, our brain trust podcast. Okay, we're gonna need a, a new announcer. <laughs> Send us a, a DM. Yeah, tag us, comment. Likes. We can definitely tell friends. who didn't read the church announcements. <laughs> and follow, church. Church follow, follow the page. Yes, follow. Yes, and then restrooms are to the back. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot. So cool. Yeah. So some some feedback that we got. Um, from our last episode was really around thinking about how can people who are new to Cleveland um, get into volunteering or getting active civically within their communities. And so I think we should kind of talk about that. So I'm a native Clevelander, you know, being from East Cleveland, Laura, you're a native Clevelander, right? No, I'm from North West Ohio, but I've been here a long time. I'm an Ohioan. I mean, I've been here long enough. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's a no. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like but yeah, but you you, you are you have a perspective, yeah, kind of. You could, yeah. but then you know, Brian came here from <coughs> Detroit, and so how do we? What's what's sort of like your story, and what led you to to want to get civically engaged? Um. Well, back home. Um, kind of growing up, you know, you had to do like service hours and things like that in high school. Like that was required. Um, but we often did it because it was a requirement, not because you wanted to to do it, you know. So mm -hmm. uh I you know, that was my first little taste of, of volunteering. But uh I was in different organizations growing up, like you know, like the Cub Scout where you had to to volunteer two different oh, that would be so cute. <laughs> oh, so you, you wore you were like the little shorts and like the what's that that the Tyron yeah, the, the, the color? Oh, yeah, that I forgot the name thing. of it. That's how long it's like ago. ascot for something. What is that? The ascot? Yeah, ascot. Was that it's what like it was? A scarf though. So I don't think you can call it that. But anyways, <laughs> I was in there. You know, we did some volunteering. Um, and then when I got to college, you know, hold on, hold on. so. As a Cub Scout. <laughs> yeah, so I need a picture. Oh my goodness. So, 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 what I mean. so you you know how to like build fires. What, what else you yeah, you know how to start the fires. Uh -huh. We did the uh pine wood uh derby. So you would make the wooden cars, put the wheels on them and race them. I won first place one year. Of course you did. Like, we know oh, as competitive as he is. See, it started as a Cub Scout. <laughs> it started before like, that playing sports. <laughs> So did you get like a pin for that or like what you got a trophy? Get? They that trophy's still at my house in oh Michigan. My gosh. <laughs> Back up in Michigan, it's still in there. I mean, like it was a big deal growing up. But like the time you put in, like I remember I used to be in the basement with my dad, like sanding it down with the little uh yeah. the little sandpaper, oh and you would sand gosh. it down to the design you want, and you would paint it 
or put stickers on it or however. Like, I got one for how it looked. I think I got, like, a top. You only got top three trophies. So I got one for how it looked one year, and I think it was fast. Like, because it had to be a certain weight, and it couldn't be this heavy or this light, and you had to put this one thing on the bottom. It was, like, all this complicated stuff. But mine was fast. <laughs> and I won, so that that felt good because the first couple That's years hilarious. I ain't win nothing, but you know that was, that came with experience. I had to learn it. So uh, so yeah, you know that was my first little Cub Scout Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was my first little. You know, he used to sell the popcorn in front of the stores, talking mm-hmm. to people. Hey, you know, selling popcorn. <laughs> but that's like your first experience. I ain't gonna say like. What people call it hustling, but like you, you learn like you know what I'm saying. Work, work ethic. You learn people skills, talking to people, introducing yourself, stuff like that. But that's Cub Scout, right? You know what I'm saying. So, but I think since I'm telling, you know, talking about coming back, coming to the area, getting involved, like that kind of like the 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 values and the character traits you learn from, you know, that sports kind of stay with you as you get older. So then coming to college. you know, I, I joined the fraternity, became a member of Capital Side, and to to even gain membership, you know, on application, you have to put community service and, and things that you've done. So, I mean, one of them was like being registered to vote, which is critical right now. You had to like prove that you were registered to vote. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like so, that was to join it, your fraternity that was part of had it. To be that, to yeah, vote. that was one of them. Because if you were 18, social service, you have to register and and do all that so you had to prove all that um so, so that so you really had to move to the the great city of cleveland to get your higher education right so i didn't want to go too far away from home mm-hmm. but i didn't want to be too close either so it's about two and a half two hours and 45 minutes you know what i'm saying two and a half to two hours and 45 minutes if it's somebody like me driving or my dad used to if drive right right okay but you know, it would tell okay, you. It would tell you like two hours and fifty-two minutes or something like that, depending on where you were from Cleveland back up to Detroit or the suburb of Southfield. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I just reached my full potential here. <laughs> uh, it, it happens. It can happen yeah. anywhere. Well, um, but mainly Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I will not downgrade Cleveland for one second. It is. It has become my home. Um, you know. I, and I root for Cleveland, except for the sports teams, <laughs> at all costs. Um, so I came here. You had to have certain hours, a certain amount of hours. I can't remember the amount because you had to have a certain amount of credit hours in school, a GPA, um, and I needed community service hours. But I think that that was my first like, like instance of looking like, dang, like community service is really important. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you like making, you know, you like helping people because like it was a lot of things I volunteered for in high school, just helping younger kids, talking to kids, uh, you know, even doing, even though it was like your peer, peer mediation, talking to them and just helping them get through certain issues. I like doing that. Um, so coming to college, it was like, okay, we well, need these hours. So there was different opportunities available around the campus at Case, uh, which is how me and Dante met since we was telling stories about how people met and <laughs> I was excluded kind of sort of, but uh, I, I met Dante uh, at Case, he's a year older than me. <clears throat> I just want that to be known. Um, and I don't think he liked me at first when we first met. I think that's what he told me, because um, we had a mutual associate that probably didn't like me, and I didn't like them either. But 
Brian a, is an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a it was just like mm, who, great, who is this great, guy? Great great city of Cleveland. He grows on you over time. But in the great city, like LeBron said, everything is earned, right? And so you 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 had to earn. <laughs> My my friendship and, and respect and my, and my respect, right? Touche, touche, touche. So, you know, that's how we met. So that, that just so if you keeping anybody keeping what do they say keeping a record? You know, what I'm yeah. saying with everything going on in politics right now, if you're keeping a record. Um, and, so in case was case is already a small school, but then right, you have private, private school, and then when you have not a black lot of student us. population, not right? a lot of us when it's so like two percent, right? So it's even one smaller. Maybe. And so you just like, and I'm away from home, <laughs> and I feel bad now. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the and the way, but the way that I was able to gain that respect and meet other people, you know, even of the culture, you know, other African Americans, but also Clevelanders and all the races, because growing up it was all black schools for me. So coming mm. to Case, it's like, oh, it's like a culture wow. shock. Culture right? shock. You got, you know, a lot of people from overseas, um, you know, different continents over, you know, you got Asia, Europe, um, and then you have people from rural communities. And I am a city boy, like suburban slash city boy, used to like all the people that look like me coming to case. So believe it or not, community service and giving back to others was a way to get to know more people that were like-minded. Make connections because you were there for a common purpose and goal. Um, and then it made me feel more comfortable. Like it's something that you all relate to where it wasn't like a competition. Like I don't have to beat nobody. Nobody's trying to beat me. We're there with each other. So we're already on the same team when we show up. Um, so that kind of, I think, helped bridge the gap and made me feel a little more like, well, I'm giving back to this city. So maybe I'll be accepted and maybe I'll help. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe this ain't so bad. You know, these people, they are high. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I did. That's, I, I, that's interesting because <laughs> that's probably how I felt, like, looking at, like, to to go from case and then to go to sort of, like, our, our young professional careers and to see what Brian was doing. It was just like, okay, like, it maybe this this guy is cool, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Similar patterns. So that I, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I began to like reach out because it was like so you guys were not really friends in college after college you kind of after college we got much closer okay in in college like after i really want to say the first couple years if once you see another african-american at that time at case which this is 2006 7 8 it was like brother (laughs) homie like there you are there is another one so it was like all right you know i'm getting there and and I don't think nobody was jealous of me because of me being from somewhere. But I think I made I didn't carry myself. I don't think in an arrogant way. I just never. I just didn't. I didn't take nothing from nobody. Like I felt like I had to put my foot down and make my. You know what I'm saying? Make it my way. Hard because I'm not. And from ain't here that either. crazy? Because you was like an outsider, right? So you had the people. The, the black students that case that were from Cleveland, right? Yeah. And then it's just like you trying to figure out what everybody else is. Yeah. That's crazy. And you know, and and I will say it was my first direct, second direct experience with like racism and prejudice mm-hmm. coming to case. Cause where I'm from, 
you know, you walk around, nobody grabs their purse or goes to the other side of the mm-hmm. sidewalk. And and this is nothing against, you know, Case, who we volunteer with on the board with, you know, different, mm-hmm. we have different positions. So, you know what I'm saying? We don't want this to come back to us. Um, but I think that but if it does, us being involved yeah. is the reason we can speak on this. Right. So right. we can speak up to make it better. Um, so, you know, growing up, I didn't see that. But that case, like, I'm walking around backpack. I'm a student going to class. I mean, it's early in the morning. You got girls tucking their purse, you know, mm-hmm. mainly Caucasian women, girls not really see to me. I mean, like, they look at you, but I'm like, is she looking at me because... You know, she finds me attractive or she looking at me because she's scared. <laughs> and, you know, they would cross the other side of the street wow. when they were walking in front of me. And, this was, pre- purse. and this was pre-beard, Brian. So let's, yeah, let's this was like baby face, Brian. <laughs> Hair was still there wow. before going on ball, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> but I had like, you know what I'm saying? Hair, hair, hair was there. Baby face, probably like mustache, probably mustache and goatee. Yeah, but uh, and I would cut the beard down always. I kept it down, and I had line up. Like I wasn't wearing like, okay, I did used to wear baggy clothes, but that stereotype, I I wasn't like I'm mean, young. I didn't I wasn't too aware that maybe you should wear don't wear baggy clothes and sweatpants when you're going to class, which is the thing to do. People yeah. go to class in pajamas and sweatpants, yeah, yeah, that's but that's what I was doing early in the morning. You know. Got practice after after uh, my classes, and the night before probably had practice or or whatever workouts because I was playing football. Um, I was just being comfortable, so that was like a culture shock. Mm-hmm. And you would think, you know, what I'm saying, usually people telling that story, it's like, oh, all my life I had to grow up in the you know <laughs> the rural area, blah blah blah. And this is all we saw, and then we had to come there, and it was interact. You would never think it was flipped the other way. Like, dang, I had to come to this. City of Cleveland. Yeah. At this university in the downtown. Close to East inner Cleveland, city. inner yeah. city, University Circle of Cleveland with all this rest uh uh what is it? Uh culture museums yeah. and all these cultural and, institutions. Yeah. And uh, then boom. Top school in the country. You know what I'm saying? It was ranked high, health academic system. Right. Like it's just everything is right there. And you come here and you're in the city where you're the majority. But I'm at a school right. as a minority. minority. So that's so, really that's interesting because to to sort of go through all of that and then to have that experience and still trying to fit into what what Cleveland could be and what, what Brian like, will be. What, yes, I didn't. I'm like what? molding myself. I didn't know. Right. So as as you're learning yourself and building yourself, what made you still want to say, okay, this is where I want to really invest in and, and move beyond sort of this bubble of stuff going on like what made you say let me go outside of that and still make a difference because i think i like the way it made people feel and to see people like smile mm-hmm. and to acknowledge that there was some privilege for myself going to this university as opposed to the people walking through the school mm-hmm. and why we have three police departments for one campus so it made me realize I am blessed and fortunate to be here, right. to be able to have qualified grades, scholarship money, everything that it was. I still had a little privilege. So for me to be there to see people within the city that this school is, right walking through campus, but probably wouldn't be in a in a, any school building around me, any classes with me, just walking through, and to realize like how fortunate I was. It's like you know what I'm saying. 
people may not get the same experience I am, but they should still be able to feel like a person. You know, they should be able to feel human, like they matter, that they're appreciated just for existing. Because, you know, I was doing a presentation earlier today and I just talk about like some people go through life and they aren't praised, they aren't congratulated, they aren't supported. So I just felt like, dang, like I'm, I'm blessed. And then, you know, growing up, you values instilled, instilled in me from my family, the Cub Scouts that you just talked about, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sports, things like that. Like I've learned all these things. And even in, in people, I think people in the in this country, maybe across the world, sometimes, mainly this country, um, they don't value a lot of the simple things. And, you know, I coach, I always tell the kids it's the little things. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people don't value sports and that the lessons, you know, it teaches you, it still teaches you to, you know what I'm saying? You always see them videos of those kids that may be mentally handicapped in, in, in different sports and like... When they score, they let them score a touchdown. They like the happiest person with the biggest smile. Like, and and I think that initially seeing, you know, being blessed at that time with all four grandparents and seeing like what one of them may have been going through, being sick and people taking care of it, like that initially applied to my major at case as well. Like, I'm like, well, my granddad had all these strokes. Like, I want to help the elderly learn how to talk again because I was going to be a speech pathologist. Wow. So that's why my major was communication sciences. So I was taking all these classes um, and I fell in love with one of my, my teachers, uh, uh, Miss Shirley Prop at Case. Mm-hmm. She was uh, elderly. Shout out. Shout out to her. You know, I, I emailed her and tried to get in touch with her. And we had lunch schedule and then our schedules conflicted. I got to get in touch with her as I think about it. But I emailed her even after I graduated. But she was sign language. She was a sign language teacher and I took sign language. And, you know, she's a at that time, she might have been like 70, 80 white woman. And like, I think that meeting her, it might not have been freshman year, but I think it kind of helped mold me to even see the bigger picture because even though I was trucking and through and trying to help others and get involved in the community, like it still takes its toll on you. Like you're away from home. Like I'm still dealing with these women, white women looking at me crazy. You know what I'm saying? Probably, you know, they, they distance themselves like, this was social distancing before social distancing was even a thing. <laughs> right. Like, forget six feet. You know what I'm saying? They, they go in 10, 12 Give across the street. Feet, right. Yeah, need to back back because I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was in that mug like, dang, like, what's wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it, and it, it makes its total. And then you you start to get around the city and you see, oh, there's a Cleveland State that exists. Oh, there's a John Carroll and all these different colleges. And you meet people that are going through the same thing. So all this is like molding Brian. And I'm not even like it takes you to look back at it to realize this is what's going on. Right. But you um, also had like this this foundation. Yeah, I had a like, foundation like like a house. All the right. Yeah. So you had like all these values sort of instilled in you at a young age mm-hmm. to really think about like how do you learn these lessons, whether it's through sports or whether it's through um, you know, Cub Scouts, mm-hmm. like all these different things. And so for someone who didn't have that, how how do you get them to 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 be to be active because everyone say like how do I become an activist how do I get involved in community and it's literally just saying like just just move like like just make a decision for yourself in my mind that's how I feel like it is because sometimes we feel like we're always sort of waiting mm-hmm. for like the a person or an opportunity or Somebody a person to come to us yeah. yeah and I think we're sort of conditioned to that as opposed to saying you know what. 
I see this as an issue. Like, let let me go do it. So how so how do you get people involved in some of the stuff that you do? Well, for those that may not have somebody, mm-hmm. I always say show up, just mm-hmm. go. And I think often we underestimate the power of the phrase "get comfortable being uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. So like, I think I mean even going back, you know what I'm saying? As I talk about the the service story. And one of the biggest things I did was the American um, um, Cancer Association. Uh, excuse me if I if I mess up the name. I think it's I think it's American I Cancer so. Society. Yeah, Maybe that's society, what it is. Yeah. But they had to relay for life at case. I did that when I was in So school. at that time, I want to say somebody like a great uncle or something had had cancer. So did. that kind of got me like, well, if I'm gonna help older people and people that I care about mm-hmm. or give back. You know what I'm saying? This is a great way to do it. So I did Relay for Life every year at Case. And then I became a team captain and recruited people. And I recruited people because one is something that everybody shares. Mm-hmm. Cancer doesn't just affect my family. It affects a lot of people. And, and in the African-American community, sadly, a lot of us have family members who have similar illnesses or suffer from different things, whether it's, you know, heart disease, cancer, um, diabetes, you know, all these different things that, that go on based off who knows what, just, just health and eating that Southern, Southern loving <laughs> food, um, with all that salt and all that meat, but, um, chicken wings. <laughs> um, but I think that, for the wings. I think that to get people to become, you know, to kind of help out and, and get them involved, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Invite them. And if you don't have nobody to invite you, just go. Like America, that relay for life, like it was promoted, but nobody asked me to be on a team. Like I saw it and was like, hmm, I never did this before. And and you debated, like, damn, well, what I gotta do? Right. I don't know if this is for me. Do I have the time? I am in college. It's all night, 24 hours nonstop. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I how I make this go? Nine and nine in the morning, nine in the morning to the next day is that night. I'm gonna be at be out there all day. Mm-hmm. And I just signed up and did it. And for me, again, I'm not from here. I'm trying to make my way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's affecting me. So at that moment, I'm like, I'm doing it regardless. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get involved. And then doing that, raising money, and then you interact with the people that's part of the right. Relay for Life. And then you're like, oh, well, like, I feel important. And, like, they ask me questions and boom. Like, I'm young, but I'm learning how to respond using my email. Like, all of this is, like, building, building, building. I'm like, wow, you know, like, they cool. Like, I can get in touch with the people in charge, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can give back like this. And then they like, oh, when you raise money, you know what I'm saying? So that's experience in itself. You know, you talk about on a resume, you need the experience to put together these different projects that we do. We didn't just pop up and get here, you know what I'm saying? We all got experience. We learned things. So at that moment, it's like, oh, I got to get other people on my team to give money. I got to get people to donate. You know what I'm saying? That's how these things go. So boom, that started me recruiting, doing things. But I would just ask people like, hey, you know, like you see it on Facebook and everywhere, everybody doing something for a cause, which is nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the benefits of Facebook is how it allows people to donate when they go on your page. Right. So like that was my my first experience with that. But, you know, I just would ask people like, you know, you want to join, you know what I'm saying? You should be a part of my team, donate some money. And people could never... It's really nothing you can say no to about it. Right. So uh, you, you, you said you said a couple of key things. So you talk about like showing up, right? And Laura sort of mentioned this. And 
um, previous episode, like not sort of like reinventing the wheel, but just sort of like showing up, um, being there with friends, but then also that personal invitation that you just mentioned, like that's important. Like people want to feel invited. And if people trust you and trust that what you're doing is good. And so I think a lot of times um, some volunteer efforts don't pan out well because of the person that's leading it. Like, like that's what it is, right? Like if there's certain people that you don't view as credible or reliable, but then also just genuine and authentic Mm -hmm. because you're going to have people that's that like so if you have something that's instilled in you and you're doing this for the right reason but then you have people that just want clout right Mm -hmm. and so they do it for the name yeah do anything for clout right and so when when you have people like that sometimes it's hard to decipher what to join up with i've had my experience with that (laughs) and what to you know what like steer away from and so i think for us doing things together as friends and then being able to invite people throughout that time allows for us to really think about how do we do things differently, but then also things that are connected to true passion, but then things that people can relate to with that personal invitation. Cause we can, I, I feel like we each have a group of people or some people that we can call and say, Hey, I'm doing this. Do you want to join up and do this with me? Or can you come? And it's, it's like that. It's sort of like no question asked. Mm-hmm. Um, That's kind of the basis of our friendship, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's how we are all sitting here right now. Right. It's from personal invitation to do something, and then we just kept showing up. So is that <laughs> is, 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 is that how you and Brian met, or were you one of the, the girls looking at Brian and thinking he was a child? Oh, my God. <laughs> No. For the record, I did not say that. I said I was wondering (laughs) if that's what they thought or they scared of me. But yes, we met through service. Were you mesmerized? No. No. Um, Service at the shelter with Dante invited. Um, I'm sure that's how, yeah. me, and that's how we met. And then after that, sadly, I cannot remember the together. exact moment that I met Brian. Um, it's not that big of a deal. I have blocked it from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at least you were able to remember how me and you met. Yes, yes that but is cherished. I met you at Case, and we knew each other. But this is Brian and Dante met each other. Yeah, now that I think about it, how did we even? Get cool enough for you to say come and but we and want come either. and volunteer. Dante would just send I... out ran to to anybody on Instagram. Not me. Yes, he was sending. I'm trying. Out no, that made no. We have a project because I'm right. trying to figure out how me and him. Because I didn't have his number or nothing. I don't think we this, were in college. Right. So we just for, spoke like after the, for our me and Brian. It was so that beef was over. Right. <laughs> we was all cool, <laughs> and you got the head nod after that. Right. So it was like that. Like we see each other in public and just like, okay, like, yeah, I remember from Case. And you know, like, I don't know, like, did he change? Did he not? But following you on Instagram, I saw that you were doing youth work and I was also doing youth work as well. And so like we began like commenting on each other's stuff and just saying, like, you know, I'll see what you're doing, like, you the know, keep red going. 100, I'm sure. That emoji probably is exist. Back. Did it exist? Oh, no. uh-huh. Probably not. Oh. That was like 2012. Did the, the fist exist? I, I, I don't know. It was, it was, it was like Facebook and Twitter because IG didn't become a 
When did he no, I, no, it was IG because that was <laughs> it was definitely IG because I remember I was just saying like you know that was, like had to be like 2012 or 13 yeah because I was getting my masters right and you so had it was stuff like that and then just sort of just comment and I was like okay I'm about to go volunteer at the shelter let me see like if if he want to help and then that's when it started happening then I think that's when we like exchange numbers mm-hmm. and then I and was then you kept hitting me up right and then that led me to meeting or you kept hitting me up. Vice versa. Because, <laughs> but, but and I think that staying, staying involved, and then I was in the fraternity too. So it's like, how can we all? Because the the, the the general connection is helping others. So right. it didn't matter what colors we, you know, we were or what colors right. we wore, what we did, who we was with, kicking it with. Like it all had the same goal and purpose of helping somebody else, and we all had that common common interest. So you know, just. Inviting people and, and, and doing that, I, I think you got to take your team. So, um, so we did my path together. So that was one. Of, I think one of the first times I was just like, right. all right, let's. That get was the first because. time the three of us all really worked together together for a common. Yeah. Right, and it actually went well. Which like, was not that was not volunteering though. We to be clear, was, we was, were all getting paid. That was for that consulting. Job. Yes, consulting yes. because yes. of the youth work we had all. Did or experience that we had or background that we yes, had. That that's why. Such an amazing but that's one of them things where you say. But I trusted y'all. When you do right. what you do, because when you do what you it. love, is not work. <laughs> and I think that that was the first example and the first taste because any like these jobs is like not just clock easy. In. Right, they're not clock <laughs> in and clock like, out. Like you had so. to be a trusted professional. Trusted professional, and then someone like personal. So you got to be able to connect with young people the community and then it's like as a team so when you think about building a team of consultants right or a a team to really do youth work how do you make sure or just take that chance that everyone doesn't quite know each other well enough but we're about to know each other well enough through this whole process and so i think that was really dope so my path was a program through dante's job at the time that was like um community service projects with um, teens that lived in, I guess they kind of lived all over the place, mm-hmm. but the, the neighborhood was the Broadway neighborhood. And I was working at the Boys and, and Girls Club yeah. in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And I think that, that that helped me. And that was like me, again, a guy not from here, another way to learn the city of Cleveland. Because you hear all the stories, you know. Right. This is the hood. That's Broadway. And you, you know, you get to know the kids and you hear about what they go through. You hear about what goes on over there. You pay attention to the news. Mm-hmm. You know the news before it hit the news. Um, and you just, I mean, like that was like, I want to say like, if, if we want to relate it for the people so you can feel me. <laughs> um, that was the diving board at that point. And I think I was bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And I'm like, man, if is there a chance to go back home? Am I going to stay and do this? And I think I just jumped. I did not know that either. So know. much learning today. But 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 you got to understand, like, that was like one of them sink or swim moments. Like, can I do this? Is this for real? Like, am I am I going to stay here? Do I like it here? Like, if imagine if I didn't have a good experience with that. You would have left, probably. Yeah. Like, and so I'm basically. Not, and I had just finished school. Thanks to us. Thanks to us, <laughs> we now have Brian. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Some people would be like, what did he do? He ain't nobody. <laughs> but it's cool, though. 
No, he is I think smart. that he is kind. <laughs> he is important. <laughs> amen. Let the church say amen. Well, but uh, that for me, that's what it was. And I, I mean, was that sort of like your first like consulting? consulting? No, I think that was that was the second. The first mm-hmm. one was, and I think that this helped me. Because I knew everybody already that was going to be a consultant, Mm -hmm. you know, our other friends that we work and volunteer with, but uh, the uh, YLC, you brought me in for that because you were the director and that's how I met you. I mean, we we got to know each other even more, but I got to know who your friends were, who became my friends, and now we all friends doing work (laughs) together and still work together um, consulting, but... um, that was before the summer because my path was in the summer and that started like in the school year because it was like right. four, that was the summer of 15 i know that mm-hmm. and i i graduated my master's in 13 i think i started doing that program in 14. and so it was 14 to 15 then summer and then that's when we all was in my path and then we would go from my path or we would go from work and ylc to go serve so it's like everybody in the same day so we work and then go with and we meet up with Laura at the shelter. Um, shout out to Melvin. We some um, serving. <laughs> and then we would go Love. eat though. See, a lot of people don't understand the value of fellowshipping after you do your service. You get to know the people that you with. So again, listeners, if people are looking to get you trying to get involved, if you are one of those people that show up and take a chance, I'm gonna just do it, and you meet people there with a common goal, like you know, safely, if you feel comfortable enough. Go out to eat afterwards or go somewhere or whatever, yeah. and go have fun with, you know, but you get to know the other person through different activities that, that you may do. I would argue some people go into volunteering and I, selfishly, that's one of the reasons that I would do different volunteer stuff um, to make friends, to find like minded people. Like you mentioned earlier, it's a good way to do that, but also to turn that around it's a you become a more effective team of volunteers if you become friends right so if it's because that ain't gonna happen with everybody right and if it's not a group of people you connect you're probably not gonna want to keep yeah Yeah. find something that you have a passion can connect with and that's why that volunteer experience is crucial because when everyone feels like they have like some input or they feel like they're actually enjoying it having fun they don't see it as work right if we don't view it as work then that passes down to our friends and, and other folks that we have the sort energy. Of volunteering right and you can meet people for the first time like you said when you came to like different events and you were seeing different people all the time but it still felt good mm-hmm. it still felt like this is a place that you were glad to be at during that time because we could all think about how we want to spend our time but we still keep choosing to to find more ways to spend time with each other because we know it's, this podcast it's, like but we know it's needed it's needed now more than ever like it's one of those moments i think i would think y'all would agree with me but like Uh-oh. you know i just feel like as as us and our friend group and the people that we work with and volunteer with you know we always make that choice we always have that option do we go help somebody else or do i just help myself and do what i want to do right now for me am i going to be selfish I'm gonna be unselfish. And it's okay sometimes because self-care is important yes. and you can be selfish. But I think in the moments, you know what I'm saying? It's, it may not be as serious as, you know, people protesting and getting out there and face to face with 
you know, police and in serious, sometimes life and death situations, but it's a moment where you kind of just can stand up and make a difference. Like, what did I do in this moment? Did I just sit there? Or did I go out and do some something about it that maybe change someone's life or save someone's life more than we even might have knew? I was going to say, those type of things might indirectly impact some of those bigger issues. So Always. If you can find some way to help others, it doesn't have to be about the biggest thing going on in the world right now. If you like hiking in the metro parks, yeah, sign up to help with trail maintenance in the metro parks. You know, are you trying to say we need to have more forest management? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yep, yes. We need to get more out in green space in the nature. Everything doesn't have to connect directly in order to have an impact. Yeah, I mean, but you all had a breakthrough this year, right? Because you all were able to, um, like, talk without me and, like, do service without me. And Laura was always saying, I can never have a conversation with Brian. I know we don't we don't bond outside of this group of three as much (laughs) as I like. I do with Dante. But see, that's a growing moment for me because I'm a texter, send messenger, but our text and talker in personer. I'm not a talk on the I'm not a talker on the phoner. I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a talker on the phoner and the in person. But but I think that I don't know, that's something I gotta get better at. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm at an age now where it's like no excuse. And I think that I don't know, like that's one of those things where you know, it just goes to show you we always learn and forever growing. Like I try to I, I think I try to do my best job at time management and, and breaking things up and balancing my time. But I think sometimes maybe it's like the people I often see, you know, it's some, I don't say a take for granted, but it's often like, man, you need to be more appreciative. I don't think it's like, you know, I'm a terrible person, but I think that's something maybe I just need to do better at. I <laughs> mean, I can acknowledge no, it. The first step is acceptance. Person. OK. And I didn't deny it on, on national radio podcastism <laughs> right now. I didn't deny it. Was it was an amazing breakthrough. And that, that really made That's the first step. I was so the excited. first step. Did I not send a message every Wednesday that it was going to work with Brian Day? Every yes. Wednesday that <laughs> volunteer I was going to work with me. I was so excited. And that was another example of me recruiting <laughs> people to come and volunteer. Yeah. And again, who's, I just feel like it's hard to say no to helping other people unless you're just like evil or you support a certain person that's evil, you know? <laughs> For sure. I'm just leaving it at that. So if someone's looking to, to to get involved, one is just really making that decision to to be active. Like, you know, yeah. if you want to start a movement, the, the, the first word of that is move, right? So you got to get up and you got to sort of put things in place. Um, one is also realizing that you don't have to recreate that wheel or two, you don't have to recreate that wheel. Um, Three is finding just those trusted individuals that you can actually do this together with because sometimes doing things together makes it, it fun and you're not just sort of solo dolo. Yeah, because a lot of people come with somebody, mm-hmm. a friend when they volunteer. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, it's common. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing wrong with great, it. Actually. And that's that's just a way to, to spread more joy and for more uh, people that think like you and are like-minded to do something great together. So. That's a great way for people right. to get involved. That's Stay. actually what I did, like with 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 Mana as a sidebar, is that shout out to Melvin, right? 
So I know that you say like I just just throwing these random, but it wasn't random. Like it was really like you would watch the page and it was say, it was oh, like this strategic. is a person. Yeah, and so but it, it was, was still like, like not somebody you talked. To. We I don't think we had spoken for years from the time right. we just happened to follow each other on. Instagram. And one of my goals with Mana was that each time that we we're going to the shelter, I wanted to bring somebody new. Yeah, and so that's why you just sort of had like just this different mix of. This was like their first time coming to the shelter, whether it was me reconnecting with friends from high school mm-hmm. or just people that I've met. And so I think that just adds to the mix of just different perspectives and just people's sort of experience, like the volunteer experience as well. What's Mana other- is the name of the organization that we volunteer with when we serve at the men's and women's shelter, when we prepare meals and serve them at the men's and women's shelter, just for some background information there yes and church announcer <laughs> well um but but it, it's crazy to think that people actually get paid to do what we volunteer for like mm-hmm. there are people that get hired as what a volunteer manager or yeah that was director of volunteerism and they have to recruit volunteers like for instance a boys and girls club where you know i used to work like places like that they have someone that's strictly over volunteers because again, it's youth, it's kids. Right. Everybody wants to help out with kids and do something to give so back. Popular. Everybody wants to help people that may need a meal. Like, some, you know, usually, which are homeless people, but even some of the people that, young people that attend inner city schools still need a meal. Right. So, like, people always want to help, and then they got older folks. You know what I'm saying? That people want to help because you don't want to, you can always put yourself in that family's shoes or see yourself as that. Or one choice or left or right, one break that could have been you or somebody, you know. So I think that those are all, again, common goals, common interests. Common like, goals, common interests. That's what makes, I think, all people united and all mm-hmm. people good because everybody, a lot of people, whether they make mistakes or not, or, you know, whether it's crime, whatever they may do, you off, you still don't want to see, you know, maybe... You may not care about other people, but you don't want to see your own suffer. Mm-hmm. And you probably do the things that you do to help your own that may be suffering or to get yourself out of that situation so you can provide for somebody else. So I think that we are all, you know, kind of connected in that that space and in that subject, right. that way goes because we all want the best. So no matter if it's song comes to my mind with well, power illegal or illegal i gotta make it like they they do what they do but internally to the core i don't think you could ever like go against the fact that everybody does it from a place of good what they do like it may not be legal but people do things you know for other people because we're internally mm-hmm. have that characteristic you like pray for that discernment if it's right right but it's, just the, it's the choice though <laughs> because it could it could it could be violent which is sad and not you know what i'm saying you hope doesn't happen but it could be any of those things but like you know if do y'all get where i'm coming from like if people mm-hmm. are listening they might be like what are we you get talking you, about <laughs> talking about power we get you though <laughs> but i'm saying like when they when they think of it it's like really really think about it people and, and y'all like if it's somebody doing something illegal whether it's you know, selling something illegal or, or committing a crime internally is either it's for a reason. Like whether it's somebody has a kid and they want to make sure they can provide, make sure they can pay child support, whatever it may be. Like you got to think of it in that we're just talking. We're not 
I'm not judging the crimes or saying crime is good or right. Not at all. Crime should there's it just, consequences, it but it's just the relatedness yeah. of the internal core. Like you cannot argue against that. And I say that to say because someone may be listening, like, well, how do I know if I have this or if I'm good at it? Mm-hmm. It's something we all uniquely share within us to help other people to do something good and to help provide for someone else. You know, that's that's the that's the root of our a lot of our existence. So I just feel right. like so. any anybody can do it. It may not be easy all the time, but anybody can can give back and pour into their community. Right. So that fourth thing is really like that discernment, like that sort of self-reflection, really seeing what you have in yourself and what you have to give. Um, I think the last thing I would add is if someone doesn't feel connected or if they feel like they're not the one to sort of like go out and try to figure out or, or try to search opportunities, um, there's other sort of like um, local organizations that have like a sort of like a database of like volunteer opportunities. And that's like BVU, like Business Volunteers Unlimited. Like you can sign up for their um, list and you can get email updates around like some things you could sort of tap into. And that may be a, a route for you as well if you don't feel like you're connected to people who are civically active or civically engaged where you may want to go. And so that's just another sort of easy or just not easy, but alternative route to go around um, getting involved. We should make this a class because we drop the knowledge. I told you every, everything ain't going to be for free. So. Right. <laughs> This is this is this is authentic facts, authentic advice. For sure. And we have church members right as well. <laughs> so yeah, but throughout this whole podcast, we'll be talking more about, you know, um what connects us, what what brought us together and the people that we've actually um you know brought together as well to expand our friend group. Right. Um so not up for debate. Um uh, Laura, can you can you close the episode out? <laughs> <laughs> no debate. Email us at ourbraintrustpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at ourbraintrustpodcast. Good job. Thank you. Thank Y'all be you. safe now. <laughs> See you next time.